Now you know it's election season when things start hitting the fan. Now we can't travel. The Griff Report starts now. Two, one, boom. Hotep Jesus. Of all the Jesuses I know, he's the Hotepiest. Social scientist and YouTube host, Hotep Jesus. How the fuck do you get a name like Hotep Jesus? The one and only Hotep Jesus. Ryan Sharp, better known to the world as Hotep Jesus. Hotep Jesus. Hotep Jesus. Hotep, Hotep, Hotep Jesus. Hotep, you're a genius. HotepJesus.com. Somebody said... What do you think you are? Some kind of Hotep Jesus? Ooh, and that's I was good. Just like, ooh, that's sexy. <laughs> yes, I do think I'm Hotep <laughs> Jesus. What's up, people? Welcome to the Griff Report. I'm your host, the Griff God. Hotep Jesus. Hotep Jesus. Hotep, Hotep, Hotep Jesus. Hotep, you're a genius. HotepJesus.com. Oh, this a real Hotep, brother. Hotep to the chat. Hotep. What's up, chat? What's up, Hoteps? Happy Hotep Thursday. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Speaking of which, I forgot to take my master focus. Let me go ahead and... I got the new sample bottles in. I'm going to share those with my locals community. I'm going to share all of the inside track stuff that happens with Hotep Jesus and the plannings of my business. Uh, our beloved men of water. I love this bottle, by the way. You know, the old bottle that when you saw in the commercial, I hate that bottle. It's going away. We're getting new packaging. If you know anything about marketing, packaging is huge, huge, huge part of marketing. So we're revamping our packaging, revamping the product. We'll be renaming the product. So it will no longer be called Master Focus in the future. And uh, I'll reveal all that information to um, my locals community. Also, we'll be creating another product so we'll have two total products we'll have our mind pill and the second one i can't tell you because that just wouldn't be fair to our members who i've already disclosed our next product to our members on my locals community hotepjesus.locals.com and our youtube members um i put a poll out and asked them to pick what the next product was based upon the formulations that we created and they picked our next product and well that'll be coming soon so i'll again I'll reveal that um, shortly. Hold on a second. Let me take my, my, my pills now. I got to tell you, I feel great. I feel on point. I feel supernatural when I'm on my regimen and I'm taking these pills. I really do. You know, I'm not just saying that to sell this stuff. I, I, I need it. I, I really do need it to just be my best. And because I have so much going on, I need to biohack. Millionaires biohack, billionaires biohack. I'm a biohacker and you probably should too. So um, yeah, so the QR code is on your screen. You'll see it right there. I'm looking at it. Um, so 30% off and the link is in the description box below. Also, if you go to menoforder.com and hit the earn button, or the link in the description box below, you can sell Master Focus uh, or soon to be formally known as Master Focus and earn some cash. So if you want to become an affiliate, that program is now open to the public. Also, if you believe in me and you'd like to join my cryptocurrency community and make money staking on me, basically betting on me, 
hit the link in the description box below, get access to our airdrop group. We'll airdrop some tokens to everybody so that they can participate in the community because there are paid aspects of this to help you get more functionality. But the best part is you'll be able to make money by betting on me. So more people join our community, the more money you make. So if you want first access to that, because I believe the group will be capped at 200, um, get into the Telegram. That link is in the description box below. Go ahead and join our Telegram group and all the great information about this and more is there. Shout out to Syscoin, my sponsor. Um, I got to tell you, I've been following, you know, I wake up every day and I follow the crypto, Bitcoin, stablecoin, CBDC, economics, JP Morgan news and all of that. And I tell you, it was great, great news coming for Bitcoin and all the other currencies, the legit currencies, um, cryptos. So um, now is probably a good time to get in. This is not financial advice. Oh, excuse me. Also, don't forget tomorrow we have a special edition of the Griff Report. We have... Um, the Grift of Power, a.k.a. Fight Club, a.k.a. Hotep Debate League. The Grift of Power tomorrow. We're going to start off with Mike versus Rudy or Rudy versus Mike in the prelims at 2 p.m. We're going to start 2 p.m. sharp prelims. And then after that, we're going to have um, a debate between Goldstein and Strong Dad. And they'll be talking about uh, should ex-cons be leaders? So... It's going to be a fascinating debate. And there's other debate topics for them as well. Uh, waiting on uh, uh, Renee to send me over that thumbnail for the debate tomorrow. And I cannot wait. That is going to be just fireworks. Absolute fireworks. All right. With that said, let's go to the Griff Report. So, um... I was busy doing a bunch of different things for the business today. Uh, I posted an article on menoforder.com. Uh, maybe I should bring that up now. Mm, let's pull that up. So um, I posted this new blog on menoforder.com. You should probably go read it. Fascinating information here. Uh, this blog is the seven benefits of uh, Kapikachu. This is one of the ingredients in menoforder's. Um, formulation for Master Focus, soon to be formally known as. But some of the uh, enhancements of our, our of one of the ingredients in our formula is enhanced mood and stress reduction, uh, improved libido and sexual function. We've said that in the past that some of the, the one of the side effects of Master Focus is an improved libido, um, boost in testosterone levels, enhanced cognitive function, antioxidant protection, muscle recovery and growth support for overall neurological health. Um, so go to uh, com. If you look at these um, first few uh, items here, they link to studies, like massive amounts of studies. So I'll, I'll click on, let's just click this one first and I'll pull this one up. And this is uh, the Journal for Sexual Medicine. And you'll see here a whole bunch of studies uh, based upon that ingredient in our formula. So this is peer-reviewed and science-backed. Um, amazing, amazing information when you start diving into the studies and see what they offer there. So anyway, let's come back. So, <clears throat> all right, this is the part I need you guys to clip. Starting now. <clears throat> 
So the State Department has issued a worldwide caution. This is a travel advisory. And what do they say here? They say worldwide caution due to the increased tensions in various locations around the world. The potential for terrorist attacks, demonstrations or violent actions against U.S. citizens and interests. The Department of State advises U.S. citizens overseas to exercise increased caution. U.S. citizens should stay alert in locations frequented by tourists. Enroll in a smart traveler enrollment program, a.k.a. STEP, to receive information and alerts and make it easier to locate in an emergency overseas. And then they post some links to their Twitter and their Facebook. I'm going to go ahead and go to their Twitter account now and see how much they've uh, extrapolated from this event uh, or this advisor. And here you see the uh, big alert um, piece of content there, alert image. And uh, again, due to increased tensions, various locations, it's, it's a warning, right? It's, it's a warning. Um, so what's the tinfoil koofy take on this? You guys already know what the tinfoil koofy take is. It's false flag season. Hotep, you're a genius. Hotepjesus.com. Am I allowed to say that? Um, now, it, it might not be a traditional false flag, but, you know, what could happen, right? So a event could organically occur. Um, let's deal with the organic before we deal with the inorganic or the synthetic. So I said this before, say it again. There's a war in the Middle East and there's a war online. And that war online is going to trickle down into the minds of individuals across America. We're bifurcated, we're divided, and people are arguing. So tensions are high. Uh, we've already seen many occurrences of people fighting, um, uh, fighting demonstrators, demonstrators fighting the public, et cetera, et cetera. So especially in large cities where these demonstrations are happening or, um, you know, urban hubs, uh, you could have an event and that event could be organic. Um, people are arguing, they're fighting, somebody might pull out a firearm, uh, or just people are angry at somebody said something online or they're angry about the news or they believe in, you know, supporting Palestine and they believe in supporting Israel and they become, you know, citizen vigilantes and they decide to carry out acts of either terrorism or something sub-terrorist and, uh, you know, you could become a victim to that. Uh, I myself was in Miami this past weekend, and this is a tourist destination. I wasn't afraid, but I was definitely alert, right? And that's what they're asking for here. You know, they're saying, you know, you need to be alert. And I'm definitely on alert. You know, it's election season. Anytime election season, whoops, didn't mean to do that. Anytime election season uh, comes around, you just need to be alert. It's just because it's election season. Um, Goldstein said this, I've said this, um, get low, get low. You never know what's going to happen, especially when they want to drive people into, uh, the voting booth when it's time to head to the polls. So you never know what type of shenanigans the deep state, the Illuminati, the lizard men, uh, might pull. You never, never know, uh, anything to create a Patriot Act 
or something to that effect, right? You know that um, people compromise uh, freedom for safety, and um, it's technically not the right thing to do. Uh, although you do want to preserve your safety, you cannot give it up in lieu of uh, your freedoms. And that's really what this comes down to. Um, you know, and, and, and then I think we covered this yesterday, the day before, where there were um, uh, some events overseas. And basically what I said was, you know, don't just look at overseas as being the only place this stuff is going to occur. What happens overseas affects us worldwide, as you can see now. So there's conflict in the Middle East and because tensions run high and everybody's blood is boiling, it is going to affect America. And we're seeing that right now with this issuance from the State Department basically saying, look, there is a travel advisory. You might want to be careful um, traveling. And um, this is probably the warning shot. Okay, this is this is the warning, uh, letting you know, get low. Okay, so that's the organic side of things. Now, the inorganic side of things could be the Reichstag burning. Uh, I was speaking to uh, Taylor yesterday and he told me that I forget if it was Italy or France. I think it was Italy, but um, Italy, uh, once upon a time, had a false flag war where both sides were just running um false flags um i'll probably have to use yandex when i search search this up um yeah i'm not going to take time to to find it but um basically what he said was um both sides just fought the war based upon false flags they attacked their own people they attacked their own people they attacked their own people um, and then also you have the situation where people allow, uh, an attack to happen. They know an attack is coming and they allow it. People have speculated this in regards to the Israel Hamas conflict that sparked off on October 7th. And, um, this is also part of the speculation, which I detailed in my book, the Patriot report, unmasking the conspiracy of money and war. We might as well just go ahead and pull that bad boy up because I did cover, uh, one of the biggest, not again, we can't call it literally the false flag um, situation, but um, I'm going to go to the Pearl Harbor um, book, uh, section of the book, and pull this up on your screen here. Give me just a moment. Bing, bong, boom. There it is. Okay. So this is the chapter on Pearl Harbor, page 216 of the Patriot Report. You can get that at hotepjesus.com. Hotep, you're a genius. Hotepjesus.com. And uh, here um, we have General Butler of the Marine Corps. And he says, war was largely a matter of money. Bankers lend money to foreign countries. And when they cannot repay, the president sends the Marines to go get it. So uh, most of my chapters begin with some omniscient quote from a, a reputable source something that can be researched. Um, and again, um, there's citations in here where I, I pull my information from, so it's well-sourced. Um, so when we talk about the attack on Pearl Harbor, 
what we have is the Japanese had this thing called the Purple Machine, right, which approved on Nazi technology, a.k.a. the Enigma Machine. And basically what this does, it just it just had cryptographic functions and um, it, it, it basically um, uh, encrypted their messaging. So uh, according to the lore, what happened was the United States, uh, during one of their seizures of uh, some sort of marine vessel, um, you know, got a hold of the code and it says right here, um, the U.S. formed the Signals Intelligence Service of April 5th, 1999, uh, 1929, headed by a Russian native, William Wolf. Frederick Friedman for cryptologic functions. Him and his team cracked most of the code in August of 1940. Uh, they had replicated the purple machine, but the daily keys were discovered by Lieutenant Francis A. Raven. The U.S. was then in possession of Japan's highest security code using used during World War II. Okay. Um, so in this book called uh, written by John T. Flynn, it's called The Roosevelt Myth, and he writes about the interaction between the U.S. Secretary of Navy, Frank Knox, and Admiral J.O. Uh, Richardson on October 1940. And that's what this says. It says the first evidence that he intended to go to war came on October 10th when Secretary Knox sent Admiral J.O. Richardson, Commander-in-Chief of the American Fleet in the Pacific. Knox told Richardson that the president wanted him to establish a patrol of the Pacific, a wall of American naval vessels stretched across the Western Pacific in such a way to make it impossible for Japan to reach any of her sources of supply, a blockade of Japan to prevent her um, uh, a blockade of Japan to prevent by force her use of any part of the Pacific Ocean. Richardson protested vigorously. He said that would be an act of war. And besides, we would lose our Navy. Of course, Roosevelt had to abandon it. The president wanted that done as early as October 10th, uh, though, of course, of the public uh, knew nothing of this. Um, Though, of course, uh, the public knew nothing of this. Yet three weeks later, he signed in a speech at Boston. I say to you, fathers and mothers, I will say it again and again. Your boys will not be sent into foreign war. So here's a president that said we're not going to be sent into war. And what actually happened was they were sent into war. Um, so Admiral Richardson assessed the situation at Pearl Harbor and recommended to Roosevelt that the fleet be withdrawn twice in 1940. His conclusions were his ships were inadequately manned for war. The Hawaiian area was too exposed for fleet training and the fleet defenses against both air and submarine attacks were far below the required standards of strength. OK, so let's scroll down to. Um, Right here, it says um, uh, a quote here uh, from uh, Henry Stimson's diary, uh, Roosevelt's uh, Secretary of War, it says, and so we face a delicate question of diplomatic fencing to be done so as to be sure that Japan be put into the wrong and to make the first bad move, overt move, right? So it says to a congressional committee that instigated, investigated Pearl Harbor, Stimson said, if you know that your enemy is going to strike you, it is not usually wise to wait until he gets to jump on you to take the initiative. In spite of the risk involved, however, in letting the Japanese fire the first shot, we realized that in order to have full support of the American people, it was desirable to make sure the Japanese be the ones to do this. 
so that there should remain no doubt in anyone's mind as to who were the aggressors. As Stimson recorded at the time, the question was, how should we maneuver them into the position of firing the first shot without allowing too much danger to ourselves? So let's just um, uh, fast forward here a bit. It says on the same day that the Japanese fleet set sail to attack Pearl Harbor, President Roosevelt convened a meeting of the various cabinet officers, Secretary Stimson, Knox, Marshal, Admiral Harold R. Stark, chief of the Naval Operations. Uh, Stimson's testimony reads, the president brought up the event that we were likely to be attacked, perhaps as soon as next Monday for the Japanese are notorious for making an attack without warning. Okay, so the president had some idea there's going to be an attack. In spite of the risk involved, however, in letting the Japanese fire the first shot, we realized that in order to have full support of the American people's desire to make sure that da, 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 um, it, uh, it was desirable to make sure that the Japanese be the ones to do this so that there remains no doubt in anyone's mind who the aggressors were, right? So it says here, Barnes write, most important of all is the fact that a very prominent American Army intelligence officer in service in the Far East during 1941, whose name I am not yet free to mention, had gained knowledge of the Yamamoto plan to send a task force to attack Pearl Harbor and sent three separate messages to Washington revealing this information. And at least two of these reached the army files well before the attack on Pearl Harbor. Now, there are some people that are saying Egypt gave Israel a warning about a potential Hamas attack approximately a week before or somewhere in that time period. But you guys can go do your own research on that. So um, Barnes describes how the fighter planes were ordered to park. So here's the part where it gets really, really weird, right? It says, bunching the planes in a circle, wing to wing, where they could not be more easily guarded and protected, but would be helpless in the event of a surprise air attack, as proved to be the case when the Japanese struck on the early morning of, of December 7th. Experienced military officers like Marshall, Giroux, Bryden, Miles, Arnold and Adams and Bundy were all very aware of this. Um, Barnes highlights do nothing messages to Pearl Harbor. There was no suggestion of an extensive offensive deployment by the Pacific fleet to the, uh, to the marshals to restrain Japanese movements toward the Malay barrier. Commander Hiles has suggested that if he Stimson, uh, if the Stimson message to short on the 27th was a don't was a do don't message. Those of Stark to Kimmel on the 27th constituted do nothing messages. So far as preparing Hawaii for an attack on Pearl Harbor on November 29th, Stark sent Kimmel another message directing him to take no action under WPL 46 until Japan has committed an overt act, thus matching a similar order sent to short on the 27th. On November 28th, Admiral F. Uh, Halsey was sent to, uh, to wake with the carrier Enterprise, three heavy cruisers and nine destroyers. On December 5th, Admiral John H. Newton was sent to Midway with the carrier Lexington, three heavy cruisers and five destroyers. And also on the 5th, Admiral Wilson Brown was sent to Johnson Island on a practice operation with some cruisers and destroyers, there being no host for reconditioning and equipment with radar and was just starting to return to Pearl Harbor. So all of our defenses, the cruisers and the destroyers, were sent away from Pearl Harbor 
which left Pearl Harbor as a sitting duck. And like I showed you before, the way the planes were aligned, there is no way they could have, um, you know, basically um, tried to thwart the attack, tried to mobilize their air force um, to, um, you know, combat the uh to combat the uh, Japanese attack. So there's a lot of speculation on Pearl Harbor and if that was allowed to happen. If you're like me, you got your tinfoil kufi on. Okay, now that book I just recited was from the Patriot Report, Unmasking the Conspiracy of Money and War. And then there are several citations of more books you can go read in regards to that. Yes, the Lusitania. Should I pull that up? Fuck it. We got time. Let me pull up because I covered the Lusitania, too. Uh, let me pull that back up. I wasn't going to cover that. I'll show it to you now. Hold on. Bing bong. There it is. So we're going to go to the chapter right here. You'll see it. Lusitania. I'll hit that. Go to the Lusitania. So what are some of the red flags of the Lusitania? I don't want to get into the munitions part. There's a lot of speculation in regards to that. OK, here we go. So um, this is the New York Times, May 1st, 1915. Uh, the German embassy in Washington warns Lusitania passengers. And this is a copy of that um, uh, notice in the New York Times where there again is a travel notice. I'm glad somebody brought up the Lusitania because this is like a direct correlation considering we're talking about a travel caution. So here is the exact image of that, right? The Lusitania. Um, here it says, um, okay, so this, this is another creepy part, right? Um, so, uh, there was a letter, right? And it says here, the Lusitania is doomed. Do not sail on her. Signed Mort. And if you know anything about French, you know, Mort means death and mortgage. Anyway, allegedly, these were the words written on a telegram to Alfred Gwynn Vanderbilt. Now, you guys know Vanderbilt was murdered or killed or died in Lusitania, according to journalist Jack Lawrence. Ironically, Van oh, no, I'm sorry. Vanderbilt was not on this. Um, it was um, a, I can't remember. You guys know uh, somebody pop it in a chat and tell us who was on the Lusitania. That was a really, really rich, rich guy. It wasn't Vanderbilt it says, ironically, Vanderbilt canceled his trip on the top. Oh no, he was on this. He, he was supposed to be on the Titanic. Sorry. Um, ironically, Vanderbilt canceled his trip on a Titanic, which sunk on April 15th, 1912. So they didn't get him on the Titanic, but they got him on the Lusitania. Okay. Um, so it says here, if America needed a warning, nothing was more apparent than the fact that the American oil tanker SS Gulf Flight was sunk by a German U-boat in the same waters the Lusitania was headed into on the same day the Lusitania was set to depart. Okay, so that's a little creepy. Um, let's skip that. Let's go to. Okay, here we go. Um Senator La Follette had a speech that was published in the St. Paul Pioneer Press on September 21st, 1917. Like I said, my book is very well sourced because I wanted to be very careful in giving this type of information out so I wouldn't be canceled. 
So it says four days before the Lusitania sailed, President Wilson was warned before the Lusitania sailed that it carried six million rounds of ammunition. Secretary Bryan asking that parent, uh, passengers be warned not to sail on it. Right. So another travel advisory on May 7th, Edward Mandel House um, said to Sir Edward Gray in reference to Lusitania potentially being sucked, sunk. If this were done, a flame of now, this is a uh, a infamous quote right here. If this were done, a flame of indignation would sweep across America, which would in itself probably carry us into war. Uh, On hour later, King George asked Edward House, suppose they, the Germans, should sink the Lusitania with American passengers on board. Uh, When House received the news that the Lusitania was sunk, he declared, we shall be at war with Germany within a month. Okay. Uh, According to um, Lansing's diary, a May 7th entry, uh, Kavanaugh phoned that in uh, an elevator this morning at 930. He heard messenger of German embassy tell Miss Cleves, Cleves, I wasn't sure what that was that this was the day the Lusitania would be blown up. Now, it smells like 9-11, right? Like some people have said that many people got warnings. I think Oprah was supposed to be in that building or uh, Michael Jackson. But a bunch of people got phone calls and said, do not go. And I think Michael Jackson was one of them. You guys can type in the chat who was supposed to be in that building and never showed up on 9-11. Um, it says this is an excerpt from uh, Richard P. Hobson. And... Uh, It says it was overlooked by American historians. It says a widowed cousin of mine wanted to secure passage on the Lusitania at the New York Bureau of the Cunard Line. The particular agent, an old friend of her family, took her aside and told her that the ship belonged under the jurisdiction of the British Admiralty. And under no circumstances was she to travel across on it. She had to promise him to keep this matter a secret until after the departure of the ship. Now, the Lusitania, there's some a lot of documentation. It's all sourced in here. But apparently Lusitania was like a military ship that was... um, was it was a military ship that was restructured to be a passenger ship, um, and that and 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 that was another reason why it looked like uh, a target to the Germans. Um, so then we have a Frank Munsey. Frank Munsey um, funded elections. He he was a big uh, media magnet uh, magnate, and uh, he said Munsey wanted the U.S. to enter the war. He exchanged one of his managing editors, J. Edwin Murphy of the Washington Times, goes. Has Wilson declared war yet? No, Mr. Munsey. Is he going to? I don't think so. He hasn't indicated. Well, where is he? He is out playing golf just now. My God, send out and go get him right now. Tell him to declare war against Germany at once. All right. Um, let's read this next part. So it says, to add to the suspicion of conspiracy, I will call into question the propaganda from the media, which was used to foment dissent dishonestly against the Germans. Thanks to the work of Carol Quigley. I told you guys, you got to read his work. We have this summation. Carol Quigley writes, um, the propaganda agencies of the Entente powers made full use of the occasion at times of London announced that four fifths of her passengers were citizens of the United States. The actual proportion was 15.6%. So here we have times of London, fake news. 
the British manufactured and distributed a medal which they pretended had been awarded to the submarine crew by the German government. A French paper published a picture of crowds in Berlin at the outbreak of war in 1914 as a picture of Germans rejoicing at the news of the sinking Lusitania. So, you know, they show Germans dancing, fake news. They show um, a medal being given out, fake news. And they wanted to pretend like Germany sunk that ship on purpose. Um, also, they said the Lusitania was supposed to be unsinkable. So how did it sink? And you can go get the book and it goes into detail in regards to that. Um, and then here we have E.E. E. Chadwick to Henry White on May 23rd, 1915. And it says here, I do not think that Lusitania, which was one of the two specially subsidized naval reserve ships, should have been allowed to use our ports. She was loaded, too, with 5,700 cases of ammunition. Um, General Leonard Wood praised it to me on Mohonk. You can't cover 10,000 tons of ammunition with a petticoat. Thus, while with every sympathy for those who lost their lives, the loss due to their own unpatriotic unwisdom and to the outrage of the British carrying such cargo in a mail steamer, War's war and can an enemy belligerent at any cost allow a safe transport of material for its own destruction? I do not see how we can demand that under any circumstances that the lives of our citizens be guaranteed in such ships. So basically, the speculation here is this is supposed to be a neutral ship. It's supposed to be a passenger ship, but they're putting ammunition on it. So there's speculation saying that um, the the ship um, was carrying ammunition for the war. Right. So. Uh, America pretending as if they were a neutral uh, agent in this actually was not a neutral agent, set up blockades. And they, you know, uh, as you can see here, according to their words, um, were shipping ammunition. Now, last piece I'll cover on this, it says um, inside explosions following the attack might have aided in the work of the destruction as the ship was understood to have carried a vast quantity of war materials for the allies, including much ammunition. So again, ammunition on there, it's supposed to be a neutral ship, but they're carrying ammunition, but the Germans actually didn't sink the ship. Allegedly it was due to the amount of explosives on the ship that caused the ship to sink. And you guys can go get a copy of the book. Patriot Report, Unmasking the Conspiracy of Money and War. Um, is there something else I want to cover in here? Uh, oh, yeah, let's cover this last part. Um, so there's this thing called Room 40 of the British Admiralty, and they broke the German code, right? Intercepted the U-boat radio signals, and they were allowed to, uh, they were able to follow the movements of the German fleet, including the U-boats, right? And, um, According to Rutherford, Room 40 did not lay, uh, relay any messages to the naval bases in Liverpool or Queenstown when they discovered the departure of the U-20, the submarine which sunk the Lusitania. However, they did enact measures to protect other Navy vessels which were set to sail in the same waters. Um, these ships were held in port, given destroyer escort, and diverted to safer routes. So they saved some ships, but not the Lusitania. Um... Okay, well, we should we should definitely cover J.P. Morgan. So it says to conclude this section on World War One, I, I present evidence of the financial interests which surrounded the war. They mainly focus on J.P. Morgan. I will begin this final section with a quote from Carol Quigley. Um, so 
Uh, uh, Carol Quigley. Do I want to read that part? Or should I just jump ahead? Let me see. All right, I'll read the whole thing because it, it, it all relates. So uh, Carol Quigley writes, uh, one influence which worked to create and strengthen the triple entente was that of the international banking fraternity. These were largely excluded from the German economic development, but had growing links with France and Russia. Prosperous enterprises like the Suez Canal Company, the Rothschild Copper Enterprise, Rio Tinto in Spain, and many newer joint activities in Morocco created numerous unobstructive links, which both preceded and strengthened the Triple Entente. The Rothschilds, close friends of Edward VII and of France, were linked to a French investment bank, Bank de Paris, A de Bay. I don't know how to say that. Um, each country suspended the gold standard at the outbreak of the war. This removed the automatic limitation on the supply of paper money. Obviously, my book's about money, so we have to talk about money. Then each bank proceeded to pay for the war by borrowing from the banks. The banks created money, which they lent by merely giving the government a deposit of any size against the government could draw checks. The banks no longer limited in the amount of credit they could create because they no longer had to pay out gold checks on demand. So this is you know, cause of inflation. We talked about this before, um, where war equals inflation, uh, a, a reason to um, borrow. We talked about this on the Twitter spaces yesterday with uh, Wendy Yo. Now let's go to this part. Um, Supreme Court Justice uh, Louis uh, Brandi referred to J.P. Morgan and company as the acknowledged leaders of the allied forces. I'm going to repeat that again for the people in the back that may have missed it. The Supreme Court Justice Louis Brandi referred to J.P. Morgan and company as the leaders of the allied forces. A bank. Bankers. Leaders of countries. Let's continue. They held 72 directorships in 47 of the largest American companies. Its members and the directors of its controlled trust companies, the First National Bank and the National City Bank, held 341 directorships in 112 corporations with resources and capitalizations of $22.25 billion, including banks, trusts, insurance companies, transportation systems, and public utilities. The French firm, um, Rothschild Ferrer, uh, that's the French firm. Um, cable to Morgan and company on August 3rd, 1914, looking to float a loan of $100 million for the French to purchase American goods, right? Um, so this is just, I'm not going to go into all the different checks that were cut. Um, uh, let's go to this last paragraph here from uh, Secretary of State. I want to know, Secretary, yeah, I think it was Secretary, Assistant Secretary, I believe his role was, William Jennings Bryan. And he says um, the powerful financial interests, which would be connected with these loans, would be tempted to use their influence through the newspapers to support the interest of the government to which they had loaned because of the value of the security would be directly affected by the result of the war. All this influence would make it uh, all the more difficult for us to maintain neutrality. Right. As our actions on various questions that would arise affect one side or the other and powerful financial interests would be thrown into the balance. Um, 
And then uh, Williams Jennings Bryan, some notes here of him, you know, sending uh, notice to the bankers. Um, this is Vanderlip. I think this was the hardest part of the book for me to to cover, except the the other parts of just learning money. I had to really like go back and relearn money to understand the verbiage they were using back in the day versus now. Um, oh, this is about the loophole. Um, so this is this this section here. I'm not going to dive into it, but this section here is about how the money was transferred and and the excuses that they used. They found a loophole. Um, basically, you know, they said, "Oh, you can't." How did this go again? They said, "You can't send money to uh, a belligerent nation," and then they found the loophole. Um, so it says, under the law, creating the Federal Reserve System was expressly provided Federal Reserve Bank should be permitted to buy only the warrants issued by states and municipalities. The financing of foreign governments was advisedly eliminated from the act. Therefore, it was apparent that no bank could make its acceptance eligible for rediscount with the Federal Reserve Bank if the acceptance were made on the account of a foreign government. Where there's a will, there's a way, and thus there was a way found to use the Federal Reserve Banks for the purpose of financing purchases for the allied government. So basically they said, okay, the government can't send the money, but they can, um, uh, the Federal Reserve being exempt from all this can issue money to or or lend money to foreign government so that was a loophole that they found where it wouldn't come from the treasury but it would come from the federal reserve you can go dive into the details and i don't it's just not enough time to really break that down and i have to review it to really give you a good succinct thing um wow i forgot how long this chapter was on world war one this is all money yeah this is all the money's here um and this is just showing you uh, a detailed list of the monies uh, that you know how much money went to who and the negotiations and all that and so on and so forth so um, clip that and clip um, travel advisory right that's what we're dealing with here we have a travel advisory put that on your screen here um, whoops got a travel advisory. There was a travel advisory for Lusitania. And uh, this is just really, really eerie if you studied your history. Um, Leo Faya in the chat said, this, this just shows you how deep these bankers play with the masses. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody in the chat got my book? Anybody in the chat got my book? Cecil Rose designed that one? Yeah. 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 So with this travel advisory, um, you, 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 you have to be cautioned. You know, is there going to be an event here? Is this... Because sometimes they'll do a 52 fake out, right? Where um, there won't be an event and then they'll say, okay, travel advisory over. And then the event happens, right? So you got to be careful. They're slick. They never really come the same exact way all the time. Pause. Usually they switch it up, keep people on their toes. So you've been warned. Uh, we're going to open up the phone lines in a little bit. If you want to get on the phone lines, text HOTEP in your name to 202-596-5631. 202-596-5631. Let's go to Wells Fargo. Karen, because I got a tenfold Koofy take on this. 
and we'll play the video right now. Give me a second. I'm not going to play the whole video. It's like five minutes long. I'll just play the part where the police show up. Mm, somewhere around here. And Elon's app is freezing again. Banks who want my business. So okay. if they'll just pull it all out, I'll happily leave. But if I'm not breaking the law, I don't really need you here. Well, why don't you come step outside with me? We'll we'll talk about it. But it's not. This is not a public property. This is a business. It's and open they, to the public. If it's they ask you to wear a mask inside, you have to adhere to those guidelines. And if they ask you to leave because you're not adhering to those guidelines that they've set, um, then then you have okay, to leave. Okay, tell me what that law is. I'm a lawyer, so tell me what that law is. Okay. Would you like me to call a supervisor here? Yeah, sure. Okay. Do you want to step outside with me and not? No, go ahead and call him because I want to know what the law is because Tennessee does not have a mask mandate. Listen to me. This is a business. I'm, I'm listening, ma'am. So this police officer has poor, um, <clears throat> poor persuasion skills. Uh, I think police should take uh, persuasion classes. That should just be part of, they should probably take a couple of sales classes and just persuasion classes because um, that's just poor persuasion. Because in persuasion, you never ask a yes or no question, right? So the police officer asks, do you want to step outside with me? Now, if this is an agitated person, agitated people are more inclined to say no. What the police officer should have said was, let's step outside. That's what she should have said. That's more of a suggestion than it is a question. And it's just basic persuasion. If you ever took a sales course, this is stuff that you know. Um, and I understand, this is a I understand no what you're saying, Listen, this business they, can set their own guidelines as well. But they are operating. They have, are registered with the secretary. Uh, shout out to Black Conservative Forever. He's got a copy of the Patriot Report. This is a real hotel brother. State to operate a business in the state of Tennessee, and they are open to the public of the state of Tennessee that does not have a mask mandate. Okay. So if they don't want, it's fine. If they don't want me as a customer, there's nobody else in there. We can stay six feet apart. Go get my money. I I understand what you're saying as well. Um, I can okay, have them go get my here. money and I'll leave. And just tell this young man right here to step out. Go with take well, get my money out. Like I said, I'm not I'm not gonna. Well, they're holding my money. Okay. They're holding my money. They're refusing to give me my money. I've asked for it for four different people. I've asked her. I've asked the blonde lady. I'm now asking this gentleman over here. Could you just get my money out of the bank, please? Just cash right there. You've got to say. I'll talk to their manager on that. Yeah, That's just what I do. But just a moment. Okay, we'll get your manager. We'll just start counting it. Can you just take my money out? I'll be happy to leave. Well, ma'am, unfortunately, we don't carry that type of cash in the brain. <laughs> So that's something with that large of an amount, we would have to actually order that specifically for you. Now, if you want, I would be more than happy to process your transaction. I was with another customer. I apologize, but we'll take care of you. Thank you, sir. I'll be right back. Thank you, sir. You have a good day now. Thank you. Thank so looks like uh, he did actually process the transaction. What they wanted her to do, they said, do drive through. We're not taking people inside. If you come inside, you have to have a mask, right? So it looks like the manager, you know, came out and was like, yo, I'll process the transaction inside. I don't know how old this video is. This feels like it came from the pandemic. I don't know how recent this is. It came from the Krasenstein, so I don't trust it. 
So the fact that it comes out now, you know, depending on how old this is, let me see if anybody in the chat knows how old this is, um, or in the comments, I should say. Okay, I knew it. So Robbie Starbucks says, this is from March 2021. Connie, the lady in the video, did an awesome job with this. My wife had it out with Wells Fargo, blah, 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 right? So, okay. So, again, Hotep Intuition knew this was an old video or just plain old common sense, which all of the Hoteps have. You knew this was old. You knew this was not recent. So why did Ed Krasenstein post this? Why did the Krasenstein brother post this? And this comes back to my conspiracy theory. So, um, let's see if we can find it. Let's pull it up. And um, actually, I don't want to pull up that story. Let's pull up. Let's pull this one up. This one's better because it gives a full picture. So I'll put this on your screen right here. Bing bong. And uh, let's close that. Lock that in. It says right here, Bank of America closes 21 branches in one week while Wells Fargo shutters 15. Is your local on the list? Now, what have we been talking about over and over again? We've been talking about CBDCs and the elimination of your branch banks, your little bank, your branch location. So my speculation is they're starting to train people to not go into the branch. I saw this happening last year where my bank, certain things I was doing, uh, I was going to the bank for. They said, no, do it remotely. And I'm just like, yeah, it seemed like y'all don't even want me to come to the bank, which I thought was really weird. But now I understand why. They're trying to train people's behavior to not go to the bank anymore. And this is trained behavior to train you, I'm speculating, to learn how to do without your bank because banks will be eliminated once the CBDC is released, allegedly. So, why would Ed Krasenstein post that old video? Obviously, he's a grifter and, you know, he's looking for some viral clips uh, to get his uh, Elon bucks. But what if he's a deep state agent? What if he's an agent of the banking state? You know, that they love to use the useful idiots to convince the public of things. So what I believe or what I'm speculating is... They want people to start hating their branch banks. This is part of the conditioning to move away from these branch banks, these local banks. So people go, oh, my God, Wells Fargo bad, blah, 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 right? Also, training, this is the third part of the speculation, training people on bank runs. They are trying to create bank runs, maybe, or mini bank runs, so that these banks falter. And then they go, hey, we got to do something about this. There's a liquidity problem in the banking sector. Hegelian dialectic. Here's your CBDC. That's what I think this is about. Now, many people do not trust the Krasenstein brothers. I definitely don't trust them. I don't trust them, especially now after posting this old ass video from two years ago. Why? Why? It's beyond grifting, I believe. It's, it's about uh, eliminating branch banks. That's my speculation. And this was, this was trending this morning. I'm like, why is this? Why are people talking about this? And that's when it hit me. 
there's some CBDC uh, nonsense uh, afoot. Uh, on a lighter note, or before we get to this stuff on a lighter note, look at this. Somebody just posted this. Sig Sauer's next-gen robotic weapon system. This thing is like a mini autonomous tank. You see this thing? It's like a mini autonomous tank. Now I tell people, you know, chat GPT is not your enemy. This is your enemy. When they create RoboCop, that is what you need to be afraid of, okay? So again, do your own research um, and, and, share, and share your research with me. Now let's go to something on a brighter note. I don't know what the hell this is, but I'm about to bring it up on the screen and y'all can tell me what's going on. This is wild. All right, let's play. Okay, this is Paul with the brides. <laughs> I'm going to spin around on me chair. Hopefully you can get good video. the hell is this? Look at that. Love it. Not only is this yeah. gender appropriation, it's also racial appropriation. Love this colour. Brilliant. Uh, you know... You know what my biggest problem is here? My biggest problem is he spent money on his hair when he should have fixed his tooth. Bro, you missing a tooth right in the front. It ain't in the back. Your middle tooth. Your main tooth. I don't even know what that tooth is called. Who, who knows their teeth? Bro, you should have went and got some teeth. You didn't need hair. You need teeth, bro. The left is wild. The left is absolutely out of control. I need pure white people to come back into power. Pure white people, please, please, we need your help. All right. Um, last story today. Um, you know, we got to talk about the shibidishi, shibidishi. Right? So let's bring this up on your screen. This is our Syscoin CBDC update of the day. Wait, I just, I just lost it. What, what am I doing? Okay, here we go. Uh, okay. All right. So HSBC released a job posting for a business analyst focused on digital assets and their custody. The job is located in Hong Kong under the Digital Business Services Division, which serves the entire HSBC group. One crucial qualification experience in leading a production scale digital asset custody product a.k.a. a CBDC. Top four skills specified pertain to digital asset custody. And it says, while the title centers on digital assets, the role demands familiarity with digital asset trading platforms, digital asset wallets, NFTs, and Web3. So while everybody else, including the Fed, is telling you there's no CBDC, they're not going to be issuing one, everybody else is preparing for it so you can't go by what people it goes back to the whole mantra you know listen to what people watch what people do not what they say see what people do not what they say because they say one thing but their actions are saying something completely and utterly different okay you have been warned now really fast i didn't get a chance i was doing a bunch of stuff um uh, this morning with the business, I had a meeting very early this morning. I had a meeting uh, at 8.30 a.m. 
uh, in regards to um, our business, Men of Order. We're hiring somebody. So um, working with all of that, I um, didn't get a chance to do my AI update. Uh, so um, wait, what is this? So one thing people are using AI for is um, competitive analysis, which is very interesting. Um, what else is going on here? Oh, let's pull this up. This looks interesting. And then what is this? Okay. Okay, OpenAI is uh, partnered with the UAE for the G42. So they're using AI for their meeting. Let's pull up this story, though. Put this on your screen in just a second. Square's new AI features include website and restaurant menu generation. Wow. Wow. So it says here, this is a valuable tool in particular for new restaurant sellers who don't have or aren't ready to upload a menu during onboarding. Uh, with Menu Generator, restaurants can now create a full menu on Square with the flexibility to come back and change or update that menu later after they finish other setup tasks. This gives them or any business looking to expand a food and drink offerings valuable momentum when launching operations on Square. So you know how tedious of, of a job it is to take a restaurant's menu, especially if you have a Chinese food menu. You know, Chinese food menu's got a thousand one items. Basically just, you know, scan it and then the AI will just put it on the website for you. All of our AI-generated content is offered as suggestions to sellers. So, again, remember I told you, AI is coming. It's here. It's Everybody's going to be implementing this. Everybody. You know, any business not implementing AI is going to be left in the past. I'm trying to figure out how Men of Water is going to implement AI. I don't know how, but at some point we're, we're going to have AI on the website to help you pick the right product for your needs or something to that effect. So... Um, all of the, you know, tech companies, anything that got to do with a computer or application is going to be implementing AI. And it's just, it just is what it is, right? With that being said, text HOTEP in your name at 202-596-5631. We're going to go to the callers right now, and I'll be right back after this short, brief commercial break. Yeah, I can try to get that handled for you. Again, it's only my second day, so if you can give me a second. How am I supposed to do this? How the hell are we supposed to do this by five o'clock? I have no clue. Is that possible? Hey, do you have the password to... How'd you finish all your work already? He's not tapped in. How'd you get that done so quick? They think they're gonna be able to budget that? It's money. That's money right there. You understand? You guys finished your work six hours early? He's not tapped in. Uh, Goldstein, go ahead and call in. Let's get Goldstein here on the line. Let's see what Goldstein's got to say. We, we haven't shown love to Jonah. We definitely need to hear from Jonah today in regards to this worldwide caution. Jonah, I need you to call in after uh, Goldstein. We got to show you some love. Um, so let's hear from Goldstein. 
Call from Murph. Goldstein, what up, man? Happy Thursday. Happy Hotep Thursday. Happy Hotep Thursday, man. Yes, sir. We here. We made it. Yes, sir. Debate Eve. Debate Eve. <laughs> here we go. On and cracking. We'll get to that in a bit. First, I want to say, man, dude with the braids. <laughs> I don't know, bro. Uh, you can't tell me he ain't killed up some shit. He ain't what? He he done killed some shit up. You think he got he got a couple of bodies? He got bodies, bro. Wow. They're gonna have to look into that. That's you can't tell me that ain't nothing but some motherfucking Hannibal Lecter shit right there. <laughs> we think, oh, okay, yeah, motherfucker. Nah, man. Sometimes that camera will be showing us some shit. Yo, it's it's the teddy bears in the background that do it for me. That 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 really screams serial killer. Serial killer, or out and out fed. Mm. Those are those are the two extremes that would explain that dumbass shit. Yeah, reminds me There's of Ed nothing Buck. Nothing in the middle that can explain that. Yeah, yeah. Reminds me of Ed Buck, like he invites black boys into his house and then rapes them or something like that. Gives them drugs and then rapes them. Jeez. And that motherfucking... I don't know about that motherfucking whole... I just... That flight warning, like you said, man, it's just... The travel ban... Mm. Or the travel warning, I should the travel warning. Travel that warning. shit is just yeah, that shit is just yeah. Mm. Man. Seems more like a travel threat to me. Oh, this is a real hotel brother. Yes. Yes. <laughs> exactly. That's what it smelled like. Smell like a travel threat. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, that's what that seems like. It's like, yeah, okay. Mm, Man, mm, dark motherfucking days. Dark days for the world. First, though, that fucking those dark days will be visited upon Strong Dad's head tomorrow. (laughs) That's where those dark days will start. (laughs) Just spread worldwide after that. (laughs) I was the chosen one. I was I was set to bring this shit about. Right on the top of Strong Dad's beam. <laughs> Tomorrow. Beam. Oh, Lord, here we go. The shit talking has started. <laughs> Where's Strong Dad at? He go, hey, how the fuck he going to talk about he handed me an opportunity as some trophy? Man, he thought I didn't hear this shit yesterday. What did he, he say? He handed me an opportunity at a trophy he done left behind. Went on to some whole other shit. Went on to Strong Dad June. He thought that would be a good idea. I saw it as blood in the water. Uh. That's what I saw it as, Strong uh. Dad. Blood, blood in, the water. in the water, man. Mm. New generation is here, bro. Mm. The new wave. <laughs> the reign of terror is over in Hotepistan, man. <laughs> 
So you're feeling confident Zero. going into the debate tomorrow. Oh yeah. I gotta tell oh, you, yeah. I gotta tell you, um, I think he has a slight edge on the topic. I Not think. because of skill or debate. I think just the topic. I think I think he has a slight edge on convincing people that ex cons can be leaders. So, you know. Yeah, uh, you know, I, oh, yeah. I, 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 I know you're going to come with your A game, but you know, come with your A game. It's an underdog take. I understand. It is. It is an underdog take. Not, not, not very popular. But goddamn it, if it ain't true, you know what I mean. Mm. The world, the world goes after what's unpopular, man. This is true. This is true. This well, is yeah. True. I'm ready for him. He ain't really got uh, much time left at all. Mm. He ain't really got much time left at all. I, I hope he's doing his research because he's going to need research to beat you. Rhetoric is not going to win this debate. Only thing that could win debate for him is research. That's it. That's it. That's the only that's thing that's going to work. I got the market cornered on that too. Oh, man. Oh man, it's one of them things where it's just like I don't know. I think I can get him. The world thinks I can get him. Can't go out there and let the people down. I'm the people's champ right now. Strong man, strong dad. (laughs) (laughs) I'm the people's champ right now. You were. The reigning king of Hotepistan security, but you became too much of a separatist. Mm. I'm here to bring enlightenment to the people. Let's extrapolate that. (laughs) Because you called him a separatist a few times. What what do you mean by that? And and what are some examples of him being a separatist? The other day when he was talking about early things. (laughs) Yeah. That fool was like, under no circumstances. <laughs> he sounded like he should have been the lending poster. <laughs> he was further right than you, bro. Yeah, yeah, this is true. This is true. He was. <laughs> so he's That's a separatist because he is more dictator-like and... and, and what, 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 what you, I'm still having trouble trying to wrap my mind around this. He he was like, under no circumstances is the nuance allowed mm. to be able to fuck with curly things. Under no circumstances should that happen because it would lend her credibility and there's no way in hell she should have that level of credibility off of you. I understand this point. Yeah. But the nuance there allowed you to be able to be like, this is an opportunity. So you're more moderate, right? He's yeah. further right than you. He's more like, nope, God damn it, we do not mingle with the foreigners. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, it did have that vibe. It definitely had that kind of vibe. Absolutely. <laughs> that is true. That fool was, he was stalling on that. He sounded like Ravi. What's his name? Oh, Rafi, um, Rafi, Rafi from uh, the other day. Yeah, <laughs> he, he was Hotepistan's Rafi. 
<laughs> he was very adamant about you know uh, his feelings uh, to, towards that that situation. So, yeah, you're right. All right. That's when I knew, bro. That's when I knew what I had to do. That's when I knew. Because mm. there's a lot of nuance to that conversation, and he wasn't allowing any of it. He's definitely, right, a, he's definitely a Stalin type. Yeah. Mm. I'll be turning his ass up tomorrow for the people. Bring mm. him back. Bring him back to the fold. Actually, no, I don't really want him on the fold. You need people like that. Yes, we, we, we definitely need him. We definitely need him. In fact, that reminds me of this, this occasion. I had a debate with, um, I won't mention the name, but I had a debate with somebody on Twitter spaces in regards to a particular topic. And, um, Somebody told me, they said, yo, take his head off. And I said, I can't. And they were like, why not? And I said, because we need his voice. I cannot annihilate somebody who's a good voice because then there's less voices out there in this fight of rhetoric. You know what I'm saying? So I had to come to the debate in a way where we would both walk away, look like winners. Sometimes you got to think bigger than yourself. Sometimes you got to think big picture and you can't just annihilate an ally because you want to look like a winner in a debate. You know what I'm saying? So I, I definitely recognize your, your reasoning there. Yes, sir. Yeah, man. Yes, sir. We will see you tomorrow, though. It's going down. People, tune in. God I, damn it, tune in. Watch the slaughter. I can't wait for the undercar as well. <laughs> the undercar is going to be can, insane. <laughs> hopefully Rudy can work out his demons <laughs> on this one. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Let go some of that let go some of that rage. Yeah. <laughs> well, for the sake of clicks, we're gonna need some rage. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. for harness this enough. Yeah. Not too much. You can't you can't go in there like Rocky. Yeah, you, you definitely want to go in there kamikaze. Yeah. Yeah. All right, man, Strong Dad's on the line. Strong Dad's trying to get in here, so we're going to let Strong Dad call in and see what his uh, pre-fight, this is the weigh-in today, I guess. We're going to let him weigh in. All right, bro. Hotel and Bill. Hotel and Bill. Strong Dad, go ahead, call in. Let's get Strong Dad in here. <laughs> he about to go off. I know Strong Dad about to spaz. <laughs> the grift of power. Oh, man, tomorrow, the special edition of the Griff Report features a debate from our viewers. Oh, man, this is spicy. This is about as spicy as it gets. I, I got to be honest with you. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. This Call might from. be my, my most favorite Griff Report. Strong Dad, what's up, bro? What's right? What's good? What's good with him? Oh, man, just chilling, you know, priming uh, this drywall. Okay. Getting his work done. Doing real you know, man's work. Doing real man's work all, all, all the time. You know, I might not believe in the rhetoric of, or, or not the rhetoric, but, you know, in the personage of Jesus, but I believe in the rhetoric of Jesus. I, I work with my hands. Yes. And uh, I, I feel like I come, come to earth when I do that. Anyway. You're, 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 uh, you're recession proof in that way. That's what my dad taught me. It's one of the best lessons they ever taught me. Yep. Yeah, if you can work with your hands, you're recession proof. It's always gonna be somebody that needs some fixing. That's right. That's right. Anyway, anyway, mm -hmm. here I am on the eve of this debate. 
mm-hmm. you know, I'm just standing in this hallway getting this work done, and I'm listening to the group report. Uh, a good group report is always, you know, I, I admire the uh, the uh, the attention to detail with history. You know, it it, it inspires me, right? And then, uh, you know, my challenger he calls in and. I, I know he's going to do a few, you know, jabs at me. And so I expect a jab. But what is this? What is this? This, uh, what, what was, was it Stalin? What was that? Separatist. Separatist. Hotep Separatist. Hotep Separatist. Listen here. First of all, I don't even know how that became a narrative. Everybody knows that I am an accepting Hotep, one of the most accepting Hoteps within Hotep Nation of the Black Society. Uh huh. All right. Now, I do have, you know, my my circumstances where I can sound very, you know, very radical. You know, when uh, when Cannon was running the Griff Report, what did I say? I said, you know, I don't care what anybody else does, but I don't really believe in the whole interracial thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I have my times. I have my moments, but they're not they're, they're not all over the place. I feel like I'm a pretty fair and balanced guy. You know what I mean? I, I got white homies. My mother, she's married to a, she remarried. You know what I'm saying? She remarried a white dude. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I love all kinds of people. I'm a good man, you guys. I'm a good man. Who is this guy calling me a, a separatist? Because, because I, listen, pearly things to me, that whole situation, you know, he, he, he took that too far. I see her like I see other I, – I kind of view it like in the yard. Person. There's train wrecks out there, people who are meant to just distract you and get you in bullshit. And that's what she is to me. That's what the Manosphere niggas are to me. That's why when, you know, when you was talking about doing the things with Myron and then I was like, you know, listen, we not – forget them niggas. They're, they're bitches. You know, that's – I am that way because to me, they serve no purpose. And and if that makes me a separatist, then so so be it. So be it. I will I will accept that. Title, you know what I mean? There might be. I, I don't have a reign of terror in Hotep. I yeah. am. Yeah, at all. I am. A, I'm, a, I'm a teacher. You know, I'm an observer. I'm a I'm a I'm a, I'm a bulletin board. You know, sometimes if people need to say something get it off their chest, they can come to me. You know, I am these things in the whole type of thing. I am your neighborhood friend. Well, I think that what the you argument came down to about being a separatist was in regard to the fact that um, you didn't allow any nuance. You said under no circumstances should there be any interaction with pearly things, and, and you were not willing to uh, see any nuance in that is, is, is the uh, premise behind all of this. No, no. And I think that that just comes down to, you know, something something small as I didn't see a victory, others saw a victory. You know, sometimes sometimes you can capture or not capture a hill that isn't consequential to the battle. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of how I saw it. If others didn't, if others were like, you know, yeah, no, I kind of see the reasoning for it, then, you know, I'm, I'm not going to pull any hairs about it. I'm going to be like, all right, well, we got it. You know, we, we, we got it or we didn't. Yeah. That's, that's, that's kind of how I am. But you know how Goldstein is? This, this is who Goldstein is, and and this reference might it might miss on a few people, but for those who are you know well who, who love movies, they're gonna get this. You know, okay. in Monty Python, there was uh, a point in time where Arthur and his uh, and his knights they needed to cross a bridge, and there was this crazy old nigga standing in front of the bridge, 
and he wouldn't let these niggas cross the bridge without answering some 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 meaningless questions, some pointless questions. Okay. Some riddles. Okay. And that's that's who Goldstein is trying to be right now. He's trying to be the riddle master at the beginning of Hotepistan, at the bridge to Hotepistan. Mm. You know, I feel like the nuance gets so deep that it can be, you know, diluted. Like in, in, in paint, you can put too much of one color in there and it actually turns gray. Mm. And I I feel like sometimes he just, he, he tightens up the kufi and then that's where he goes with it. That's where he goes with it. And we don't have to be, like everybody doesn't have to be an insurgent, even if they have insurgent abilities or qualities or you know but they, they could be an insurgent all, all in action but not knowledge but mm. that doesn't that doesn't make it a goofy take and our goofy can be so tight that we might see it as i just feel like that these are normal things normal occurrences and the wheel of time is what it is mm. so you know I'm, I'm gonna try to come fair and balanced and as far as the felons in power i mean come on man we would be some of the best leaders on the battlefield. Don't, 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 don't give him no ammo. Don't give him nothing to aim at. Don't give him nothing to aim at. You're right. Save it for tomorrow. Don't, don't, because you're going to see. I try to help you out. You're going to give him something to aim at. You're going to give him your premise. Let me get off my Obama real quick. Pause, Anyway. Anyway, I, I look forward to this. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be cool to have a little conversation. You know what I mean? And I, I, I agree with you. I don't see the purpose in annihilating a voice. I see, you know, I, I want to highlight the differences. And, you know, it's, it's kind of like that conscious community. They always do in their little battles. But really, they're just amplifying, you know, the thought of people who exist within that category. So that's, that's really all I see. I'm, okay. not, I'm not here to annihilate and uh, I'm also annihilation proof because I know that he's trying to bring out the Thanos gloves. Okay. All right. Make sure your technology is working tomorrow. All the phones or whatever you're going to be using is charged up. Hey, your man. internet's connected hey. to a strong connection. And look out for that uh, <laughs> Zoom link. So uh, when the debate starts tomorrow, everybody's ready. All right. Hey, man. Y'all take it easy. Hotep All right. Drink your water tonight. Hotep and Bill. Rudy, call in. Rudy's uh one of our prelim debaters. He's uh he's a uh, undercard fighter in tomorrow's debate, the grift of power. Under undercard. Shout out to Rudy. Rudy, go ahead and call in. Let me text him and let him know. Um, we got a couple of more callers in today. I want to hear from Jonah. We've been missing Jonah past couple of days uh because of time constraints uh but i do want to hear from jonah uh jonah go ahead i mean uh rudy go ahead and call in we're gonna get rudy on the line here hold on let me um let me fix this up on your screen uh, oh here we go call from rudy the vet rudy what's up bro going on brother Life is good. Life How is good. Doing? I'm I'm good. How welcome to welcome to the weigh-ins. Well, uh, is this the weigh-in? Today is the weigh-ins before the fight. 
<laughs> this is the press conference. This is the pre-fight press conference. This is the pre-fight press conference. Yep. What's good? What's good with you, man? Life is good. Life is good. I'm not. I'm not even. Uh, I'm not even talking okay, babe. Trash, man. There's a difference between my debate with Mike and uh, Strong Dad and um, Hotep Goldstein's debate. There's a huge difference between the two debates. Mm. There's a huge difference between the two What's debates. What's the two? Man. What's the difference? I don't have any respect or like for the guy I'm debating, man. I can't stand him. And he can call up and be and show his little fucking, show his little ass, make his little comments, call me a dumb southern hick, tell me he he can beat me in a debate with cashews and fucking pistachios. But in reality, reality in the re- in the world, I don't like that dude, man. Mm. I don't like that dude. I don't like dudes with his style. I don't like dudes with his moxie. So there's a big difference between the two debates, man. It's definitely definitely so, some uh, bad blood between you two. Oh yeah, I mean, I just I don't like the dude, man. I don't like I don't like the dude's character. I don't like his moxie. I don't like nothing about him, man. Mm. So there's a difference between a respectful conversation between two people who are like-minded, and then what me and Mike are gonna have to go through tomorrow. Yes. Um, but I'm going to try to keep the rage to a minimum, man. There ain't no point in getting and standing that, man. Okay. Nothing I could do to him. Nothing I could do to him through a phone. Nothing I could do to him through a phone. So yeah. I'm going to be as calm as I can be. But there's a big difference between the two debates, man. Those it are is. two dudes that. Those are two dudes that like each other, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Those are two dudes who, who Respect in the long run. Yeah, but I am laughing my ass off that Sean Dad bought up Monty Python and said that, said that Goldstein's the gatekeeper that asked the questions, dude. That was fucking hilarious, man. That was hilarious on so many levels, dude. Have you ever seen the movie, man? I Have haven't. you ever seen Monty I've never seen oh, it. Oh, if you you got to see Monty Python in the Holy Grail. Okay. And you got to see the dude who asked the crazy questions. Uh, and then it, it'll make it'll make you laugh, man. Okay. It'll make you laugh, dude. It'll make you laugh. Mm. But that's all I got, man. I'm not I'm not here to pop shit, talk shit. It is what it is. There's just a difference between the two debates, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Their debate is like you said, two people coming together to have a cordial conversation. Yeah. Now I don't know what Mike's Mike's feelings are. You know, he tried to play it. I ain't got no hate in my heart. Well, I'm gonna tell you what, Mike. I'm a nasty-ass Italian. I got plenty of hate in my fucking heart. Mm. So, mm. you know, there's a big difference, man. Big G- difference. Gonna be some I try to keep the cave. I try to keep the kayfabe. I try to keep it fun in the beginning when we first talked about this. And then the dude called up and tried to make a mockery of my whole entire lifestyle. Mm. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't about, you know, some friendly jokes or nothing. It was just straight up mocking my entire lifestyle and who I am, so. You know, he crossed the red line. And that's why he said uh, the sec- another time he called out, he said, he never apologized. I'm not going to fucking apologize. I'm a fucking man. I stand on what I said. Mm. I'm not going to fucking apologize if I don't feel like I was wrong. So that's all, man. If you want some preliminary fight talk shit talking, that's all I got for you, brother. Otherwise, hotep and build, man. Tomorrow at 2, man. All right. See you then, tomorrow bro. Tomorrow at 2.
Uh, all right, brother. Hotep and Bill. Hotep and Bill. Uh, I want to show y'all this real quick. Um, shout out to uh, 87 Sparker. Uh, thank you for the super chat. I want to show you guys something. Watch this. Look at this. Um, so you can see this on the screen, right? New style of spam I've never seen before. And it's got these images of senators. This one has an image of Ukraine. And it's from obscure accounts, right? Like this one is from an account called Nicholas Cavanaugh, zero following, nine followers, right? And this appeared underneath my promo for today's video. Here's another one, obscure account. But uh, Elon shows the, um, the URL. And then the URL here is like 9K980K.gmailster.com. And, and, and... Uh, this seems like some sort of phishing scam. I'm not going to click on the link because I want to be safe, but I want, I just wanted to warn everybody. Like even this one, look at this, the, some series of letters and numbers, some alphanumeric situation happening here with another alphanumeric situation happening. And they're using you know, the recent news to get people to click through. And who knows what happens when you click these links, but I ain't going to be clicking them. I just wanted to issue that warning to you guys. Look out for that. So I hid those posts and I blocked those accounts, but I did want to show that to you. Um, all right, let's get to our next caller. Uh, Dizzler, go ahead and call in Dizzler. Let's talk to Dizzler. Dizzler, where you at, bro? Let me get Dizzler on the line here. Um, and let's get some uh, some visual aids on the screen here to help people uh, through this conversation. Um. Um uh Dizla calling. Uh who else? Uh Tari calling. Dizla and uh Ohio Tep calling. Let's let's hear from you guys. You guys can go ahead and call in. Here we go. Call from Dizla. Dizla, what's up, bro? Yo, what up, Hotel Jesus? Not much, man. Hanging in there. This is pre fight day. You know what I'm saying? How are you? Chillin', chillin'. <laughs> yeah, lie. I want to touch up on the um the, the Israel Palestine joint. Okay. At this point, these conservatives are becoming the new snowflakes. So they just pushing us to obviously agree with it. And it's like, okay, you know what? At the end of the day, this just, this just seems inevitable inevitable because with the the caution, you know false handkerchief here and there mm. sources said that was Hamas and then you know the conservatives are going to say you see you see and they're going to be like all right maybe they're right but can we at least do this can we at least get like some commission from the world war three as citizens <laughs> like can we get some spiffs can, like can we build some six flags in israel in the golan heights some strip clubs you know let's americanize it because what we gonna get in? You know what I'm saying? Like this is ridiculous. You want some kickbacks? And yeah, I want some spiff. I want you know. Oh, how many died today? Oh shit, my paycheck going to crazy tomorrow. Like I want that because at the end of the day, these like I saw like um even Trump Jr. like his backhanded memes, which he kind of means it, and then he apologized like a little bitch under. Well, uh, to all the people, let me let you know that this is uh this is obviously a lie, but I kind of mean it. It's like all right, bet. So, 
you know what I'm saying? He's pushing and he's calling. This is what I like. This is what I love. You got to love it. They calling it like if you disagree with them, go, you know, obviously they ain't going to tell up. They ain't going to, they ain't going to phrase it as killing babies. They're just going to basically say, oh, so you're against Hamas. Obviously, we're against killing the innocent people. But those people in Israel are too pussy to go ground in and search them and scope each one out. That's mm. what we do here in America. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It's easy to send those missiles and then blame, blame, blame. Yeah. So it's like, yo, so they want to call it the left. Listen, the people who are conservatives and even Jewish people, you know, they disagree and they they hopping right over it and just calling it to the left like they sound like a like a uncle luke song to the left to the left <laughs> it's just like yo what did, you what did donald trump jr say he posted a meme about I, I forgot but it was like two memes and then the comments was just like adam because he was just basically trying to push the oh no he put like a picture of a of a cartoon saying about hamas using the pipes and then something like that and it's just like, bro, we get it. You want us to say, yeah, that's what it is. And this is why they should have never gave us the internet, because back in the days we couldn't comment under a uh, under the TV. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? You just gotta say that shit to your people in your house. Like, man, this is bullshit. That's it. You yeah. can't comment. You can't buy the newspaper, comment under it, and see other and have other people see it. Nah, it's over. It's a new day. So they 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 realize like that and it's probably it's probably making me think that america is going like i know we in debt but i know like it must be something crazier because the way they're pushing war and to the obvious we don't need it and they still kind of pushing it and all these mainstream conservative accounts you could tell like yo are they getting an envelope under the table to because they know they better than this mm-hmm. the same thing we all used to agree on on aoc but these people are looking like the the right AOC. And I hate that I'm using left and right because at the end of the day, it's bigger than that right now. You know what I'm saying? We're going to continue saying the left and the right until shit gets real here. And then they ain't going to care about left, right. Oh, you think they're going to come at us and we're going to be like, no, 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 not me, not me. I'm on the left. They don't care. Right. You know what I'm saying? So this is, it's just ridiculous. Is this the meme I got on the screen now? Says every generation X kid watching the news right now? Nah, don't tell me he deleted it. It's the one that it shows a dude in a bicycle. Like a little cartoon in the bicycle. A cartoon in the bike? No, nah, that's not here. Yeah, he, is it on Twitter? Oh, he, he, yeah, no, 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 on Instagram. My oh, bad. on his Instagram. Okay, let me um, let me go to the gram. Let me try and find it. Hold on a second. Let's type in Trump Jr. Let's see what we got here. All right, there yo, we and go. after that, I would like you. I would like you to uh, Google one Bible verse real quick, and that's all. Okay. Um, let's, let's put this on the screen. I found it. Um, you should see it on the screen now. And it says Hamas. And then it says, uh, uses water pipes to build missiles, uh, murders 1300 Jews, kidnaps and rapes women, burns babies. And then it says, why don't we have water when he falls down? That's the one you're talking about, right? Yeah. And it's just a little like, you know, it's not like he says, let's kill babies, but he posted it right after all that thing was brewing. It's just like, bro, we don't even need that. Like, look mm. where your head is at. Mm. You know what I mean? Saying he's fanning the flames. Yeah. And yeah. it's just like, it's crazy how, I don't know if it's like they care more. It's almost becoming a little racy thing because it's like that. But, you know what I'm saying? Like, how come, listen, when I fall, first of all, I can't even see any pictures of, 
of the Jewish babies, and maybe there are. So let's keep it real because the one that, you know, the, the burnt turkey that Ben Shapiro posted, that wasn't it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But I saw, I had a scroll on Twitter of um, Palestinian kids, and, yo, they were making facial expressions that I'd never seen babies do. Like, that was horrific. But then again, um, can you look up um, the Bible verse Psalms 137 and just be like from four to nine? It's just real quick. So it's in the Bible of how these people were getting down. When I say these people, Psalms what? Psalms 137. All right, let's see what we and got here. Like read from four down. So this is how the Israelites, the Hebrews, would like break it down. Because um, they call the white man. All right. I usually go by the NRSV. So. Well, no, because there's different versions. They might want to clean those lines up. The real lines was the hard translation from KJV, but ESV is the easier way to read it. ES, which one? ESV. You want the ESV? Okay, English Standard Version. All yeah, right, yeah, let's yeah. do that one. That's fine. Let's bring this on the screen. Bible verse, Psalms, one thirty-seven. Yeah, from four down. Four down. How shall we sing the Lord's song in a foreign land? Ooh. If I forget you, O Jerusalem, let my hand forget its skill. Let my tongue stick to the roof of my mouth. If I do not remember you. Pause. Facts. If I do not remember you. If I do not set Jerusalem above my highest joy. Remember, O Lord, against the Edomites. White people. The day of Jerusalem. How they said, lay it bare, lay it bare, down to its foundations, O daughter of Babylon. Black Wall Street. <laughs> uh, o daughter of Babylon, doomed to be destroyed. Blessed America. Sh- blessed shall he be who repays you with what you have done to us. Blessed shall he be who takes your little ones and dashes them against a rock. Oh, wow. Now that bass line is crazy. Wow. That's in the Bible. So I want all these Christians that Bible thumping and all that, you know, the Joe Osteen and all that. This is the part that they don't read in the Bible. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Is it good that it happens? Is it bad it happens? That's not for me to say. That's the most high. That's inspiration from David, from the most high. Mm. So I'm going to just leave it right there, man. Do you, um, you be listening to the Hebrew Israelites, huh? Yeah. Because that's, listen, real quick. It's going to be quick. I was like, yo, what is this all about? I came through my crisis moment. And I was like, are the aliens real? Mm. I did all, and I was a super hardcore atheist. Not super hardcore. It's not like I was writing swastikas or something like that. But I wanted to find out, like, the what is the truth? And the only, the, out of all the, you know, scientific, uh, Neil deGrasse types and all that crap, I, I ended up in the Bible. Mm. Mm. And the ones who, who explained it the best, because they don't sugarcoat nothing, is the Hebrew Israelite. I used to call them Power Rangers when I used to see them in the streets. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? I'm not in. A, I'm not in one of the one of their groups or nothing. But I like. You know, I like okay, listening you, to them. They have, they have an interesting perspective on things. Yeah, because when do you they listen go to, against uh, Rabbi, Sa- do, do you listen to Sarnetta or used to? No, yeah, I still do. You still do? Okay, all right. When 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 the Hebrew Israelite when they, here's you know, my here's my theory on Sarnetta. Mm-hmm. And that whole crew, right? Shaka, uh, Inky, uh, Brother Reggie, you know, the whole crew, right? Yeah. Um, I thought that Black Lives Matter was created to drown those voices out. 
because oh, I mean, you got to think about the trajectory of Saad Netter and that debate league. It was going up. Like its peak yeah. was Black Lives Matter. Like pre Black Lives Matter was the peak of Saad Netter's platform. Black News 102, whatever. That was yeah. its peak. And it seemed like when Black Lives Matter came about, Sonetta fell off. And that's when and you got the demonization that, had, of hoteps, et cetera, et cetera. They had, like, uh, they had beef in between, too. Like, that messed it well, up. Well, well, yeah, yeah, definitely that. Right. But I think the biggest impact was Black Lives Matter. Because... Hmm. People stopped paying attention to that type of media and went to, you know, uh, leftist black thought, right? Transgender, yeah. you know, pronouns, and and then the demonization of that type of thought. Because prior to that, prior to Black Lives Matter, we didn't really have demonization of the Hotep school of thought, conscious thought. We didn't have that, and then it became a, a, a character caricature um, over and over again in, in various uh, pieces of media you know, that uh, feature uh, Issa Rae and the rest of them. Now you make a good point, you know what I'm saying? Like, what happened with Young Farrell was one of the saddest things ever, man. Like, that that kind of scared me a little bit because I was like, damn, this is somebody that came out, out of, from the nowhere, got his money through his people, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. look how he ended up, like like a crackhead or something like that. I was like, you know what's going on? Is that was like the the FBI um <laughs> uh, dark... <laughs> That they hit him oh, in the neck. Yeah, they, you know they, what I'm saying? Like, yeah, FBI took him out. It makes me go there. It makes me go there. And I was like, that's sad, man. Did you see my interview with the recent one with Young Farrell earlier this year? I definitely saw it, but I don't remember. Like, okay, I just, yeah, 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 yeah. It was kind of wild. He was a different. He was he was different. He was different. Yeah, you could just tell. You yeah. could just tell. It's just like when somebody comes out of drugs and they still say cornball shit that you'd be like, okay, you could tell like he's coming out of it or maybe still in it. You know what I mean? Yeah, it seemed like some agency got to him, got to his family members and got people to turn against him. He does seem like a victim of, you know, some three-letter agency. It, it definitely, you could definitely make a case for it, I'll say. That's, it's kind of scary, too, because it's like, damn, like, that's why I don't show my face on my avatar, none of that. And I know people be like, we don't take phone calls from people with no avatar. But this is like, yo, I want to be able to go to Target and nobody recognize at the end of the day, people will build you up and break you down. Then you look crazy. <laughs> people asking you for pictures and shit, you looking crazy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you got to protect yourself, too. Got to protect your neck. Thanks gotta a lot, man. Have a good one. I appreciate the call, bro. I'll tap right. uh, Mike, call and get ahead, Mike. Let's talk to Mike. I love talking to the Hotep brothers. They always come with a fresh, interesting perspective. Yeah, it's not on Patreon. It's on my locals. My my young Pharaoh interview is on locals. Uh, uh, Hotepjesus.locals.com. Um, 87 Sparker, thank you for the super chat, said, should have a look at Sumerians. That's where the Jews, Christians got their religion. Okay. Okay. Um, let's talk to Mike. Mike is one of our debaters tomorrow. This, excuse me, could get interesting. So um, let me text Mike and tell him to call in. Mike, go ahead and call in. Let's let's talk to Mike. Hey, 87 Sparker, thank you so much for the super chat. You are appreciated. 
Um, Strong Day, you like that caller? Yeah, you could tell he. That's why I asked him. I was like, you be listening to Israelites? You be listening to Sa? You could tell he's listening to Israelites and listening to Sa. You could definitely, definitely, definitely tell. Um, I'm going to have to do another promo for the Rumble channel, too. Call from. Mike, what's up, man? Good afternoon, HJ. What up, Hotel Nation? How y'all feeling? Welcome to the Grift of Power press conference. What's happening, bro? Absolutely. Sorry, man, I'm driving right now. Can Just, you hear me? I can hear you. Sorry, man. I'm actually on my way to the airport to pick up my headliner, drop him off, get to the venue, make sure everything is clean and nice, sound is good, lights are good, door girls are set, security set. VIP tables got champagne buckets on them, and then open the doors and try to make people laugh and earn that twenty-five dollar ticket be charged. Okay. Nice. So yeah, that's, so forgive me for not being in full fully the mix today, but it's a big, big one. Um, yeah, man, I'm uh, I'm very excited. Uh, you know, to do this, uh, I feel kind of bad for Rudy. You know, just taking his hook, line, and sinker. Uh, you know, as, as you can tell, I'm I'm the heel, and I know I came in playing the heel. That's what we needed in this, was a heel, somebody to light up the chat that you hate. And I can handle that role, because, you know, nobody builds me up or tears me down. I'm excited. I have had to deal with an unfair amount of vitriol and hate to get here, and that's fair. I've never had it easy, and I don't expect it to be easy. So, you know, from death threats to threatening my wife to being muted in the chat to being called every name in the book, to the man literally saying, I'm not interested in having an intelligent debate with this man. I just want to hurt him, and I can't hurt him like I'd like to over the phone while bragging about being a felon. And that's the guy you say, love you, Rudy, too. So I'm the guy out here by myself getting hated on, coming with valid points, coming with intelligent ideas. I'm training, I'm reading, I'm studying, and I'm ready to go. Mm. Mm. I'm glad to hear it. Welcome to the weigh-ins. Um, I mean, it's like, I got the ref telling me he loves the other guy more, and that's okay. Because if I hit a knockout, you can't argue with it. I'm just looking to have fun. I want to have fun. Uh, I want to see, um, you know, two sides express their opinions and make people think. And if we do that, then uh, I think it's a success. Do me a favor, um, DM me on Twitter so I have your contact to send a Zoom out for tomorrow. Yes, sir. And, also, and, uh, also, we're, we're um, in the middle of organizing Grifty's Live, which we're going to do at the, at the uh, Comedy Dojo here in New Jersey. Uh, yes, I wanted sir. to know, uh, what would it take to get you to help out with this? I'm, I'm 100% in, man. Uh, let's, I know you are so busy. I know your time is extremely valuable. Yeah. But if I cash out you like 40 bucks, can I get like half an hour next week, me and you on the phone? Yes. All right, cool. I know that's a, that's a discount rate, but I'm a member of the Hotep Nation. So, I you am. know, 40 bucks for a half hour, you know, that's... It's a steal. That's a good deal for me because you are a valuable man and the time is extremely valuable. And to drop the case for just a second, I am generally, uh, genuinely very excited to bring up some legit questions I have, you know, about Hotep Nation and where my opinion is. And I stand uh, here with strong opinions and I am willing to be incorrect. I'm willing to be wrong. I'm willing to be the kind of guy who presents my strong beliefs and opinions 
and through the strong beliefs and opinions of others, be proven wrong and admit that. That's how you grow. That's how you change. Honestly, that's how I came to Hotep Nation. Yes. Was, uh, you know, uh, that's why I quit doing the stuff I was doing on the right-hand side of things because, it's, you know, man, it's funny. A lot of people are far left, then they go far right, then they see it's the same game all the way around. And all we really got is each other. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We will make peace. We will make peace with the world. No worries. Oh, yeah, no. Actually, I love Rudy, and I know he doesn't like me, this and that, but he doesn't like the character. He doesn't like the bad guy. And, in fact, I can send you the screenshots of the Twitter where I've reached out and been like, I don't think we're all that different. And he called in to talk shit, and I Twitter met DM him, and I said, hey, man, that was great. Thank you. You're Hulk. I'm Macho Man. We're having a great time. Of course, he didn't respond because I think he started taking the stuff personal. But mm. remember, this is all in fun get people listening, get people excited, and present some legit topics that we get to weigh in on and, and drop real opinions on. And all respect to the headliners, shout out to Strong Dad, shout out to Whole Cap Goldstein, shout out to him. That's going to be a hell of a fight to watch. Yes, it is. It's going to be one hell of a fight. Yes, sir. So, God bless y'all. Wish me luck if you feel good about me. Uh, tonight's a big one, man. We're sold out, and... Uh, we just want to put on a good time for all the Langston alone. You know, homecoming. You know how it is. How are you? So, it's a blessing. All right. Hope you and Bill. Any other questions? No, that's it. I'll see you tomorrow. All right. Hey, man. Um, tell Rudy that uh, he's not allowed to uh, be on that alpha brain because it's a uh, performance-enhancing drug for this. So, he can't take it tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, sorry. You sorry. It's not my rule. You sorry. It's sad. You can't be taking no alpha brain. That makes you... That's an unfair advantage, you know what I'm saying? Well, the master focus is the, is the, is the master one. Master focus, shit. I'm master focus, I'm sorry. I'm on one right now. I apologize. <laughs> it's all good. I take so much master focus. <laughs> Indeed. All right, man. I'll see you tomorrow. All right, yes. Hotel and Bill. Hotel and for the children. God bless y'all. I'm out. Hotel and Bill. Um, K calling. K texted. K, K wants to... I already know what she, what, what she about to come with. She about to give Mike a piece of her mind pause um chaos ronin said tomorrow is going to be spicy and occasionally awkward yeah yeah it's going to be uh it's going to be an interesting one it's going to be an interesting one you're definitely going to want to be here tomorrow and matter of fact in the meantime hit the like button hit the subscribe button if you're not subscribed i know most of you are go ahead hit that like button right now let's help the rank up uh, is that her? No, that's Ohio Tep. We're going to get to Call Ohio from. Tep first. Ohio Tep, what's up, bro? Yo. Yo, yo. Heard you mention those autonomous tanks, man. Oh, yeah, you saw that, right? Yeah, man. And I ain't even got too much time, but I just wanted to drop this real quick. Mm -hmm. So I was telling you, you're exactly right. You don't have to worry about it when they start using the weapons. Remember I told you that Horizon Zero Dawn game? Yeah. They had it right on the money, right? Mm-hmm. Robots controlled by AI. They wanted to make one of them uncrackable, and what happened? It went rogue. It went rogue. They couldn't crack it anymore. Yeah, and it just destroyed the world. Yeah. So that's what y'all gonna have to worry about. And if y'all think those autonomous that autonomous vehicle technology, that self-driving car, and that Neuralink that Elon is making, they're gonna be used by the military, or at the very least himself, y'all mm. are severely mistaken. Mm. That is evil genius level. Mm. But that's my Koofy take for the day. I appreciate that. Who's up, Bill? 
I like that. I like when cats come in and then they just shoot it up, pause, and then, okay, go ahead, call in, and then get out. See, that's a good, nice, quick, koofy take. I like that. That's a good call, man. It's a good call, man. Um, Let's get Kay in here. Kay is going to give Mike a piece of her mind. Kay is going to be our last caller. I don't think Jonah's watching today. Jonah might be mad at me because I haven't gotten to his um, phone calls in the past few days because of time restraints. But um, I'm sure he'll be back. We'll talk to him. Why is somebody? Ronan just tagged me in a Lauren Southern video. This video was generated in Unreal Engine. Please understand picture anyone else. Oh, wow. Call from. Kay, what's going on, love? What's up? What up, what up? So I'm just glad about these fights, okay. these, you know, debates. With everything being sponsored by Men of Order, everybody go check that out. And Master Focus brought to you by Men of Order. We need more strong men and less on estrogen mimickers, <laughs> ones that want to talk shit about women. Okay, we need strong men. So I am very excited and I'm very happy about these debates going on. Go Rudy. Go Strong Dad. Go Goldstein. And I'm excited to see what happens. Are you? I am too. Yeah, I am. Yeah, I'm very excited. Because if I have to jump in last minute, I will. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh-huh. But that's all I wanted to say. Love you, Hotep Nation. Hotep and build. Adios. <laughs> Quick and punchy. I love it. I love it. Uh, let's put this on your screen. Last thing we're going to talk about, and I'm going to get out of here. Take my kids to swim class. Um, look at this. Lauren Southern posted this. Right? It says here, uh, this video was generated in Unreal Engine. It's crucial to understand what fifth generation warfare looks like. Social engineering and misinformation is the name of the game. This is a very, very convincing video here. And uh, it looks like whoever's controlling the mouse there is manipulating the smoke. That's, or the fire slash smoke. It's, it's very interesting how, how responsive that, that, that fire is to the, that, pill shape yeah y'all better listen future's crazy man the future is so crazy all of the um futuristic videos or movies that we've watched in the past total recall and demolition man and judge dread they've been all preparing us for now we are living in those times Back to the future. We are living in those times. Those times are now, people. Those times are now. Retro Neon says, here's a little dono, my man. Thank you, Retro Neon, for the super chat. Thank you so much. Jack Reese said, I want Kay to do the audiobooks for HJ. Bro, I don't know if y'all can handle that. Oh, this is a real Hotep sister. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Retro Neon, 87 Sparker, thank you very much for the super chats and supporting the channel today. I do appreciate you. 
last clip tonight, we're going to be here with uh, Uncle Hotep. Um, let's pull this up. Hold on a second. Got a, some footage of Uncle Hotep. Uh, I'm going to put it on the screen here. Here he is. Uncle Hotep. When uh, Massa say spin, Uncle Hotep say how many times? And here he is performing for Massa. See the pog next to him? That's how you know it's Uncle Hotep because he got the pog next to him. Even the pog is cooning. They're taking me to court tonight for my actions against pearly things. So tune in for another great edition of Hotep's Been Told You tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern time with Uncle Hotep. Until then, Hotep and Bill, and I'll see you later.